I just hit that button. You weren't ready. I was not ready. It's Jamie and That's Robin. You get me. It's Hi. true. I do get you. You're, you're listening to If These Ovaries Could Talk. It is true. It's our podcast about making babies in non-traditional families. Mm-hmm. And how it all shakes out. Yeah. I, Jamie, mm-hmm. who do we have with us here today? We have one of my favorite people. Um, his name is Daniel. Mm-hmm. He's an acupuncturist, and he specializes in fertility. But what is he famous for in the ovaries talk circle? He is famous for making my baby. Well, that sounds wrong. <laughs> oh, that does sound, that sounds, sounds like we have your donor. Mm-hmm. No, it's not my donor. No. I don't know him. Can um, you imagine if your donor was an acupuncturist and we got him? Mm. It would be like a twofer. Mm, yes. It's not though. Mm, it's not. He's the he he did acupuncture. He's the guy who did acupuncture on me um, when I was trying to get pregnant. And he was my final, it was like my last straw in what I'm gonna try mm-hmm. to do at this point to make this happen. I'm ready to give up almost. If this doesn't work out, I go to him. I saw him for a while. No, wait, don't give it up. Well, everybody knows oh, you had I a baby pregnant. <laughs> And I, and I do um, attribute, um, I really feel like he had a huge part in me finally getting pregnant. Well, I'm excited to have him here because I know very little about acupuncture mm-hmm. other than the one time I went and freaked out. Mm. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing, you know, just like how it works and how, how the whole fertility portion of it works. Mm-hmm. So should we get him in here? Let's get him in here. He's a great guy. All right. Let's get Daniel. Oh, my God. We have Daniel here with He's us. He's here. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Thanks for inviting me. Sure. This is great. Thank you for coming. Thank I you mean, for coming. We're going to talk acupuncture. This uh-huh. is exciting. Um, and fertility and needles and things that scare and me. Daniel's kind of an expert on it. I, I mean, I really um, think that it wasn't for you, Daniel. I don't think I would have gotten pregnant. She gives a lot of credit to you. I do. Thank you. I do. Um, yeah. Because it's really the one thing I stuck with for, you know, <laughs> I, well, that's not true. That's so not true. She's I, I, I stuck PTSD with eating now. ice cream every night, yeah. too, which sure Daniel did. told me I probably shouldn't do that. But you were very consistent. You were very <laughs> easy. You were, but you also did your own thing. You know, you listened to your meditation. You came in. I did. I meditated while the needles were in. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Yeah. Every time. Because I'm crunchy like that. Yeah. Well, before we get into the actual needles, um, we, we always like to start with um, our people. And our, with our, we start with the people <laughs> as opposed to the tables. Um, and we, we talk about an elevator pitch. So you are... I believe a, a single dad. You want to give us the elevator pitch of you and your family? So I am a single dad. I've been a single dad since my son was about two, and he's almost nine. Wow. wow. Um, his mother now lives in Nashville. So you have full custody of your son. R- right now, I, d- I am the custodial parent. Because I'm full time, he's he's with me. She now lives out of state. I feel like that's mm. really rare for the dad to have. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what the like. Yeah, whatever we kind is. of gender swapped. It was awesome. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is awesome. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, well, I was always kind of the nurturer. I'm yeah. the one that kind of changed the diapers and did all the work and mm-hmm. took them to she the was pediatrician. Smoking cigars and, and outside in the yeah, mowing the lawn. Yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Yep. Yeah. And is it? May I ask? Is it? Was it a okay breakup? Like, are you like just you still in the kid's life? So this fits into your little situation. She uh, started school when Magnus was about one, I think, and she decided she wanted to have a, an open relationship and be with women. 
Oh, wow. Well, so she was. Now, did you studying. see that coming? Because I did, not, I did see not, that. not see that coming. I didn't see it. Did you, I see the surprise on your face? I did was, not see that coming. Wow. Was that tough? It was. It was emotional. I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. I can little, imagine. Um, Especially for a guy. Yeah. I think for anyone, that's just tough to find out that your significant other wants to date. Yep. Someone of the same. Because there's absolutely nothing you can do about that. It was. I mean, I didn't. I couldn't change. She said, yeah. "I want to be with you or women," and I was like, "Well, you um, or women or y- y- both? Oh, both. Yeah." But and you were it, like, it was Hi, kind of like, no. "No, yeah." So <laughs> GFY. Um, but it was it was fine. Um, we had a, a pleasant kind of split. I at that point moved to Tucson with Magnus while she, you know, finished, sorted finished school, sorted things, and then eventually moved to New York, and then I followed. Um, yes. And I think it's been good for Magnus because he's had two moms. He knows what that's like. Wow. He's, um, you know, very close to his mom, and they have um, a lot of really close conversations mm-hmm. about things that are going on. And so it's been a, mm. you know, I mean, it's been a, it's been a, some challenges, but well, what's funny is I thought we were booking you for your um, fertility acupuncture and Jamie's baby, um, making Jamie's baby or helping make Jamie's baby, <laughs> and yet you're a non-traditional family. Yeah, yeah you absolutely. are. Absolutely. So yeah. you fit right in. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome. <laughs> and Magnus, welcome to the club. Magnus is an acupuncture baby. You know, oh, so meaning. he meaning we went to acupuncture. I did acupuncture to to. Uh, to he wouldn't be like you know. You talk about mm-hmm. Orion. Not being here without acupuncture, you know, Magnus wouldn't be here without acupuncture. Right. So, was it was, hard? Did you have a hard time getting pregnant? We did. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you? Did were you already doing acupuncture for fertility when uh, you were trying to get pregnant, or like was that the beginning, or no? You were already no. Here? That was uh, we were just trying, and we were having complications and uh, chronic miscarriages actually, oh. and then we started doing acupuncture. And did you do it? Can you do that? You know, I think it's better. Is it frowned it's frowned upon. It's not frowned upon. I give myself acupuncture, and you do yeah, yeah. But what's neat about acupuncture is it's just you know sometimes it's energy. So I do a lot of body work. Yeah. So I can just use my fingers. He's had knee pain, and I've kind of like done what's called twena, which is Chinese medical massage. Uh uh-huh. Love and those like massages. Rub. Yeah. I would do it to all my, all my patients. Do you like <laughs> live at his? At, what's it? What's the name of your um? Magnus Wellness. Oh, after your son, I love that. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's so much good energy right now. I know. Well, he, is you know, he works with energy. That's what he does. Yeah. That's what, Jamie. That's that's why I said that. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, I mean, I feel like maybe you part time work there, Jamie. <laughs> I should. I should. I should just stand outside and say, "Well, it worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> this is you know. my child." <laughs> Just, yeah, bring bring both kids. And Magnus was very funny when I first showed him the sign that says Magnus Wellness. He looked at it. He was just like, yeah, yeah, he's like five, you know. Yeah. And we walk in the office. He looks around, and then he's, he um, goes into my, my office. He goes, who's your boss? And I was like, <laughs> no one. I'm my own boss. He goes, you're your own boss? You know, that's, uh, like that's what he's impressed to- by. Total five-year-old. Yeah, yeah like no, no one bosses me around. That's, that's I great. love that. Who's yeah. your boss? <laughs> who's, who's, who's your, your boss? boss? He was like a mechanic in Queens. Who's your boss? That's great. So, well, tell us a little bit about your background in in, um, acupuncture, like how you got started and how it kind of morphed into fertility. So I got into this 25 years ago when I came back from Mexico. It was probably 23. What were you doing in Mexico? I opened a 
business. Uh, right what kind after, of business? Right Oops. after NAFTA passed, it was a uh, uh, it was a marble company. So a what? Marble, like we As put in countertops. Countertops. Yeah. Interesting. It was very artistic. It was I, fun. Yeah. I mean, you because um, you don't know this about Daniel, but he's also an artist. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I have an MFA in painting. Okay. And mm-hmm. that was my. My wife is a painter. Do you know her, Mary? <laughs> she paints sometimes in our li- in our living room. You know uh, yeah, her? Yeah, yeah. Nothing. That's Love cool. those smells, I right? I wish I was yeah. an artist. I'm really not. You are an you artist. You are an artist. I'm a performing a, artist. I'm a singing and dancing artist. Yeah. And I came back to the States, and I was in Las Vegas, of all places, and got really sick, and went to tons of Western doctors, and they all thought I was crazy. They were like, there's nothing wrong with you. They told me to go see a psychologist. What? Oh. They were a, like, basically, uh, you're crazy. You're crazy, yeah. Oh, no. And I knew like I was physically wrong. So I went, found an acupuncturist in Portland, Oregon. Huh. Was he able to say actually what it was? Was it just like an intestinal? Really? He diagnosed like what was going, because acupuncture doesn't just, it it doesn't treat you like a machine. You know, you're not like a, like no offense to Western medicine. I love love Western medicine for certain (laughs) things. I have to say (laughs) that's my, that's my bias. Um, No offense to people who are doctors. They sometimes compartmentalize it. They look at like one object and they get sometimes the entire yeah. system is compartmentalized. <laughs> like uh, my uncle's in the hospital right now, and they were like, well, "You can't see the liver guy until the, we're yeah. done with this person. Exactly. Until right. we sorted the heart, we're not even going to bring the liver guy in." I right. was like, "But couldn't the liver be causing the heart thing?" And they were like, "Maybe." Yeah. And I was like, well, "This is, seems like a great system." <laughs> yeah. No offense to doctors. Yeah. <laughs> but the acupuncturist kind of saw well. You have this going on and this going on. This let's fix all these things. And yeah, it's like the meridians. Yeah, right. And that's kind of what I do, <laughs> guys. This is going to be Jamie's smart episode. <laughs> I was going to say, when did you? We're like, this is my career. I'm going to make a business. It's out been of this. it's been rec- like in the last seven years, six years, something like that. Before that, know. it was just a hobby. It was kind of a hobby. You, you just, know, I like, like I, you were making I knew a living from herbs. it. Yeah. Uh, no, no, oh, I didn't think I could. No, make you an just you I was just like had books about it and yeah, yeah. and then you had a day job. And my day job was to be an artist. I, I have a You were like a you were a paid artist? He's a bona fide artist. Yes. This art all over artist. his office. This yeah. is by the way, you're like a unicorn, a paid artist. <laughs> it's rare. It, yeah, yeah. It really I is. T- I taught to make I mean I couldn't make enough money. I, know, I feel like I did not do a good pre call with you because this is like all so fascinating. I'm like you're <laughs> well, what? This is good. This is good. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's all right. But what I think what I like about acupuncture, it's kind of a science. It's very Practical? Kind of a science. It is a science. You yeah. know, because I would say it's a science. It's a science. Yeah. I remember in art and acupuncture school, most of the people thought it was more of an art. And there's an art to gonna, acupuncture, yeah. but it's really a science. It's very um, calculated, it's very practical. Mm-hmm. You well, you actually. know what's interesting? I have I have not only done acupuncture with you, Daniel. So I you know, I've floated around a couple times with acupuncture. And you cheated on Daniel? I, well, this was before Daniel. Now I would just always go to Daniel. All right. Oh. But I went to a prestigious College of Oriental Medicine in Manhattan, where you get a discounted rate because it's the college. so there's it's students and they're learning. Oh, they're learning, right. Right. Um, and they were very methodical, like look at your tongue, draw a picture of the tongue, you know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I went to this other place in my neighborhood. He was just doing it like it was like, he was just <laughs> putting them in places like it was an art, like just, but he put so many needles in me both oh. both times I went. And then they left me on the table for a very long time. Yeah. And then when you do it, you kind of put them all over the place too. And I'm, I was always asking him questions like, well, why are you putting that over? Why are you putting that there? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Oh, it'd be like in your ankle or your yeah, foot. Yeah, he'd be in my ankle, right? and then he'd come over to my 
inner elbow of the other arm and you I, know I, I, so I just have to say I'm having a hard time because I'm gonna get so freaked out <laughs> I only went one time and I was on my stomach and they were putting them in and I was panicked that I wouldn't, a fire would happen and I would not be able to run because I wouldn't be able to get them all out. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, I, we right. need a little entry level. So those people on the, in the audience that want to know about Chinese medicine that live in New York, there is an exhibition right now at the Museum of Chinese American History, History maybe? maybe? Yeah. Maybe. That has a, it's the evolution of Chinese medicine in America, which uh-huh. is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, well, talk to me like I know nothing about acupuncture okay. and say – my understanding of the, the needles is this, it sort of like makes the muscle tense up and then release. And like what's with the herbs? And give us like why the herbs, why the needles, just like so an you overview. you don't have to do the herbs. You don't have but to. No, but like an overview of yeah. why you would yeah. even – are they like a vitamin? Are they you – know, like what's the point of any of it? And traditionally in, chi- in China, there's herbalists, which are like – Pharm- pharmacologists, they're probably like Western med- doctors here, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they prescribe pharmaceuticals, Her- right? Instead of so there's herbal, yeah. there's the herbal side of it, and those are doctors, and those are the elite doctors. Those mm-hmm. are the highest because they have to know the much, the most. The acupuncturists in China, now I'm speaking in China, are like the surgeons because okay. they're doing a type of surgery, technically, that's non-invasive. So it's not like in the West if you mess up your knee and they go in, they, sure. they cut it open and they yeah. fix it, right? Oftentimes, I'm not going to speak for Western medicine, but oftentimes there's some side effects <laughs> that causes you know, some blood clotting or, or something. And oftentimes they do a very good job. Um, I treat a lot of patients with you know, messed up knees that have had mm-hmm. surgery and they don't have any problems. And then the other side of this is the massage. So I do Chinese medical massage. I was trained by a martial artist. And the martial artists were traditionally, you know, they would fight someone, right? Mm-hmm. And they would like, I don't know if they dislocate, if they accidentally sure. broke someone's arm or dislocated it, mm-hmm. they had to put it back together. Mm-hmm. So the martial arts are really savvy and very smart, and there's some great ones here in New York. And I studied from, I think, one of the best ones in, that I know mm-hmm. of in, in the United States. Um, and so they use pressure points, mm-hmm. and they, it's a little, it's probably like chiropractic. You were talking about yeah. chiropractic, Osteopath. West, most things started with um, with uh, ac- acupuncture or Chinese medicine. There's probably some. They're offshoots. There's of. some connection to it. Yeah, because they're all the time. Like when they do my back, they're all the time like taking like weird little things and just popping it in weird little spots. And I'm yeah. like, what did you? Did that even do mm-hmm. anything? Yeah. But you know. But the, but that kind of came from the martial artists. So that would be kind of the. There's like always a Western equivalent. And then I do something kind of special. I do what's called cranial sacral therapy, which is really just body energy. It's not quite Reiki because Reiki, gonna say, Reiki you don't touch people. This is more just like balancing energy. So it it started with acupuncture, and then an osteopath um, kind of came up with this theory that there's brain waves mm-hmm. in our in our in our body, or waves in our body, and they come from the brain and they kind of go through the nerve bundles from the you know the hypothalamus. greater hypothalamus and the pituitary. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So and so it fits into fertility because, you know, to get a regular menstrual cycle, you know, you're stimulating the hypothalamus, you're stimulating the pituitary. So I do what's called cranial where I just... It's my favorite it. part. It's my you, favorite I just part. Hold, hold the head. I put pressure back behind the occipital protuberance, which is the little groove in the back of the neck. And I just hold 
people's heads and they sit there. That and, sounds delightful. And it just it really is. calms the entire body. And, and you, so it, um, it helps with autoimmune function, stress, hormone imbalance, all sorts of things. So it's not just the needles that I'm doing. It's a combination. You know, you get the massage. The needles are, you know... Not, yeah. Portion of it. Yeah, there's like a, a little bit, you know, right. and the, the the needles are from this is just how I interpret it. The Chinese were very practical, mm-hmm. and each point on the meridian has a specific name, and most of them tell you what to do. Like the Chinese equivalent is, well, this is for fertility. This is make oh, babies. Right. This is make babies. Let's. I would love to know uh, when you turned toward fertility work, and then tell us a little bit about, you know, about about that, like how it works for women. And well, I studied a lot of fertility in school just because I had patients that were coming asking for that. I've read a lot of books. I studied. I t- took seminars. So I did it. When I f- in school, and then when I got out of school, I, I met a doctor um, who I think was who introduced who, me to you, Jamie. He was right? my doctor. Yeah, he was your doctor. Yeah, and like I a, had a regular Western medicine doctor. Yeah, a fertility and, doctor. And we had oh okay, yeah, we had met because I had a bunch of experience in that, and it just kind of skyrocketed from there. How much met- of your practice is uh, fertility? Probably 60, 70%. Wow. It's weird because I think one in six couples um, wow. struggle with fertility for, mm-hmm. for various it's pre, it's It's enormous, and people don't know that. Yeah. And I think the... Um, well, because you, everyone, you've told your whole life that, you know, you're going to, exactly. oh, you're going to get pregnant if you exactly. sneeze. Exactly. Or and maybe do so else, but. everyone says, oh, just put it off, put it off, yeah. you know, take the birth control, whatever, you know, avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. And then, you know, especially in New York, you turn 35 yeah. and it's like, oh my God, I got, I, got, I got my life. I want my baby. <laughs> exactly. And they have, they're, most of my patients have are used to getting what they want yeah. when they want it. Yeah, and all of the, re- a sudden, the reproductive <laughs> clinics are filled with high power ladies. Absolutely, yep. But um, but you, you know, even you know, sing, I I treat single mothers. Yeah, and that's a whole other interesting field mm-hmm. that you know people that just it didn't quite work. Um, I treat you know. Gays. Uh, gay, LGBT community. Do you find that people who come to you have? Is it a first stop? Is it a, like, it's a, oh, I ran out of options? Like, where, how does that? The majority of my patients have tried either IUI or IVF three to four times before they come really? to me. Really? Yeah. Do you I think had... that you people could possibly avoid some of that if they came to you first? Absolutely. I had a, um, you know, I have a wall of babies that I've helped, which is... Not real babies. No, I mean, you know, real, well, real babies, but I, you know, like, I needle. It's not together, creepy, you know, like, But I feel... I feel it's not like, creepy. Baby pictures. I, baby baby pictures. pictures. I feel... Because, <laughs> like, a real babies would be creepy. Yeah, that would That's be. Something out of Jim Henson. Um... <laughs> I was gonna say like a horror movie. Jim Henson, I go to with <laughs> to the I have two kids. It's all right, Jamie. Uh, you uh, knew some big words so far. You're good. Yeah. You're but good. I something mean, from labyrinth. Or, you know, yeah. I had already been through like a year of infertility and bunch of IUIs and yeah. two, three IVFs, and um, then I went to you, and it was uh, probably about five months, and I got pregnant. And I went to you. I took a break. Um, and then when I went back to the doctor, it took me two tries, and I got pregnant. 
How do you go weekly? How often do you recommend that they come to you? So I usually recommend in the beginning they come twice a week. Uh, in China, in China, they go every day. So you would you would go every for day for fertility or for, for anything for fertility most things. Okay, yeah, that's, but that's so indulgent. I felt like it was my indulgent day. I always felt like bad. I didn't want to tell Anne I went to acupuncture. I and, tried to make it seem like it was like, oh god, I went and to that's, acupuncture. That's New York. It's <laughs> like you know, it's a it's a busy place. So I say t- twice a week, and people come in you know before they go to work or after or for lunch breaks, and it's it's. So relaxing. Yeah. People look forward like to it. It sounds like you're going to like a massage place. I took naps. I fell asleep yeah. most of the On time. On the table? Yeah. yeah. It's like a spa. Yeah. I, you know, I wrap them in like I mean, a like I'm going there blanket. after we're done recording. Yes, <laughs> yes you should. Just because. Just I don't think I even need it right now. told him to bring his needles. I know. No. <laughs> but I, I, I've had patients that. that have done eight IVF cycles, which is... That's hard. a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's really hard on the body. I was the just a- hard on the body too, right? The average IVF, I think, is like three. Mm-hmm. And this, it's stre- it's an emotional roller coaster. So mm-hmm. most of what I do, and this is why now um, reproductive endocrinologists send us send their patients to acupuncture. Oh, do they? They do. Yeah, they they, they source us out because one, the percentages go up like thirty percent, and it's, sci- and and it's scientifically to, yeah. proven. That if they get treated while they're going through fertility, that the rates go up. So it helps the doctors. Sure. Because um, their rates are reported. Exactly. And and patients then go and yeah. check them out. And uh, it's it's really for stress. You know, like if if I create an environment that's relaxing, I, I answer all the questions about fertility that I can because it's a very complicated there's a lot of unknowns, mm-hmm. and yeah. and the doctors don't have time to. Educate. And especially no, in my don't. case, it was unexplained infertility. I had no answers. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that happens to a lot of women. But also, like, I mean, how many times do you hear a story about somebody who had a baby by IVF? They tried forever, and then after that, accidentally, or they adopted, and then they accidentally get pregnant after. Because, and I firmly believe that has to do with stress levels. Because Absolutely. you're just like you, you fixate on once you decide you want a baby, you're fixating on that. So one thing scientifically proven is acupuncture helps with um, the automatic autonomic nervous system. So that's kind of what controls the, you know, the heart rate, the respiratory um, elements. And so it really reduces stress. They, they've mm-hmm. done science, you know, this, I always get these emails that it's a fluke, it's witchcraft, it's, you know, Like voodoo, people reaching like, out to you yeah, because they're mad they, at you? They're like, well, or, or I'll hear it from couples. The, the woman will come in because they, they'll, they're desperate. Sure. Mm-hmm. Nothing's working. Yeah. The, do anything. The husbands are all like, well, that doesn't really yeah. work. That's I don't know, that's, hooey. that's not going to really work. And, um, th- you know, there's research that suggests it helps with stress level that, you know, this is not, it's not, you know, just. It's not yeah. just a coincidence. Yeah. coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the so. reason, the reason I held back from doing it, because um, I believe in all this stuff. You know, even if it is witchcraft, I love witchcraft. But the, I, I held back. No offense to the witches. <laughs> I said I love witchcraft. It's great. Um, I don't even know anything about witchcraft, but I held back because of the cost, and I was already spending so much money on fertility. I didn't do it for that whole year. Because is it all out of pocket? Do you? Is there insurance? I mean, I guess some insurance. I guess some some insurance. Mm-hmm. I feel like chiropractic care has become more common on insurance. Acupuncture is getting there, yeah. it seems like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's why I held back, which could be a lot of reasons why a lot of people hold back too. I mean, you're paying for, but you're paying for IVF. You're right. You're paying for IUI. Well, that's why I, you know, because the IUI has to happen. IVF has to happen to yeah, get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Acupuncture didn't have to. And then, you know, finally, I'm at, 
it's my final. I'm like, I, it, it's either now or nothing. So now I'm going to try everything, and then. But if you're dropping fifteen thousand for an IVF cycle, yeah, yeah. I mean, which I think it's like twenty five hundred yep. for IUI. I mean, do it's you do a like fraction. A, a package, like you can get a package. Like absolutely. A, yeah. the ba- I did. Do you I call did, it the baby package? Yeah, I did ten packs. The, J- the Jamie package. The yeah. Jamie yeah. package. Yeah. And I do treat. It's you'd think it's just women, but I treat a lot of men. There's a lot of athletes or oh, no fertility. fertility. Oh, oh. I prefer. I, the, I prefer. Is that you know, interesting? I just made the most in. horrible mistake, assuming that all the fertility issues were women. Right. It's horrible. Did too. I can't believe I just did that. Most women think it's all their fault, and it's very emotional. A lot of times, it's you know the the morphology or the motility of the sperm. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you that, that helps with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to imagine that a dude would be way more excited to come to you than to go to the fertility clinic, like to check their business. I've, uh, you know, there's certain things I can't do, but yeah, but <laughs> they, uh, you know, they come in and it's just like a total stress relief, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll like work on their back and, yeah. and they can take a little nap yep. and it's, it's great. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, and the way you have your whole practice set up is very relaxing. Like for me, it was like, literally I turned it into my therapy session. <laughs> I, I don't talk, wait, in normal, like when I go to the doctor, I'm not a talkative patient. I don't talk at the doctor's office. And I would go to Daniel's office and I, I couldn't believe myself. Just, I never stopped. Talk, I would just talk. I'd tell him about Rose. I'd tell him about, and, but it was like therapy to me. Very relaxing. I'm very lucky. Well, one, I love my job, but I can, I can touch people, you know, like, not in a, you know, like <laughs> massage, right? Yes, yes. Well, what, in Western medicine, how many times does the doctor, you no, know, I don't so really rare. like, so rare. yeah, I get to like, you know, give them a back massage. I check their pulse. Yeah. You know, like I there's mean, a hand, what's more hands on. And there's a certain amount of trust that starts, mm-hmm. and and the trust really helps support the process. I mean, so the, the, it sounds so intuitive, and actually, like when you compare like what you're saying, the years behind it, the way it's holistic, and compared to our system, it seems so logical. Yeah. I mean, it just it, it's funny that it has such a bad rap here. I mean, not funny because of who we are as a country, but you know, <laughs> I mean, not surprising, I should say. But, but it's it catch, seems it's so logical. On. Yeah, I think people, yeah. more and more people I are mean, starting to. I would go. I think you have a bad rap with the needles, though. I'm just saying that. Yeah. People, you know, but they're hair like, they're so fine. And no, I don't what, mean what, that. I'm not talking about that. I just mean that the association oh, right. is that it's just you're going to go there and someone's going to stick you with needles yeah. in your face. Right. right. No, and I will say every every week on the day, like right before you stuck the first needle in, it was always like, a, okay, here I go, here I go. But then it was always fine. But. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting. Well, because it's counterintuitive to I don't know safety. Like it's just like you're sticking something in me. Like, oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I don't but, know what's happening today. But it's you know, and it, it, and it's set up the if it's set up the right way, it's like therapy, and right. it's very relaxing, and a great experience and then you get a baby out of it so it's a what? win-win <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know that he can guarantee the baby we can't. shouldn't really sell it like. no he can't but I got a baby out of it right. and I really I think a big part of that is due to the acupuncture do you have any interesting stories of um, clients without you know giving away anybody's you know name and social do security cry number cry a lot there is a, it's very emotional don't you like you're, yeah. you're walking so when you want something really bad and mm-hmm. you've been told your whole life that you can have this thing, or you should have, or, or it you either. should have it. Yeah, there's so much, so much pressure, yeah. 
And Especially a woman. Yep. And you, you walk down the street in the park and everyone's pushing their little baby carriages yeah. and you're like, why can't I ha- have this? I'm, yeah. And what, you know, what's happening to me? And you don't realize how common it is yeah. for have to Im- have infertility issues. And, yeah. And and the IUI process, the IVF process, it's it's, it's a roll. It is grueling. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. Also yeah. for me, mm-hmm. it would be I would be I was going to you weekly, and so I, I think there was a point where I was trying and it wasn't working. I don't I don't remember, but that's emotional because then I'm going back to you and I'm saying nope. Didn't work, and that's yeah, right. I hated saying that. That's because I feel like a failure, and I'm te- like I don't want to tell anybody it didn't work. Mm. I want to keep it to myself, but I can't because I have to keep trying. Yeah, and that's very emotional. That's hard walking so, so back you into get that a lot doctor's that. And it is hard, hard to talk to relatives and friends that aren't really sensitive about yeah. this because you tell them something and they don't always say. Right. The right thing. Mm-hmm. So most of my patients they're not in it. it. They're, they're not, not in yet. the roller coaster ride with you and don't know how stressful it is or how much you want or yeah. you know. But I want to say kudos to Jamie because you always you had this like you had this will like yeah. you you were I'm like this baby. Yeah, I'm just gonna stick to this. I'm not yeah. gonna you know I'm not gonna let let the emotions you know take control of me. I'm just gonna keep doing this. And sure enough, yeah, it, it happened. You had yeah. you had the perfect attitude. I was so proud of you. Well, you thanks, Daniel. Yeah. I do say that I never really got to the place that I know a lot of women get to. Um, and I'm not. I don't think it's because I'm stronger than others. I just didn't get there yet. It took. I had a longer uh, leash to get there. I guess. What's the word? The saying. Yeah. That's oh. not the right way to say it, but you know what I mean. Like a longer journey. I mean, a longer. It, I I had path. I could handle a long time of this. Oh, I see what you're saying. And I was starting to get to that very dark place that I know a lot of women are in when I finally got pregnant. So yeah. Um, so what what other interesting you? So you have a lot of tears. So there's a long process, and you know, I have you know, m- most most of the times it's a good story. Um, I treat a lot of patients like that either start in their early 40s and that gets mm-hmm. to be a lot more complicated. Some are single mothers mm-hmm. and that's even much more complicated because for various reasons. Um, you know, it puts pressure on the couple. Yeah. Um, because they start blaming each other. Sure. So there's a little bit of emotional side with that. But, you know... The rewards, gosh, um, when they when they get pregnant, it's so exciting. Oh my yeah. God, how how so quickly exciting. do they come in to see you when they get pregnant? So I always recommend that they come in for the first trimester, which is the first thirteen okay. weeks, because if anything to support is going to go, if there's going to be any, you know, they're they're kind of high risk if they're doing IUI or IVF. So the first trimester would be the risky time. So, you know, when what are you doing there? When they're, co- when, they're when they're coming in before they get pregnant, everything is really about blood flow. So it's egg quality, and that's blood flow. It's uh, any if there's any stagnation, like get rid of get rid of clotting, things like that. And then once they're pregnant, then it really, or once they go through the IUI, it's really about um, keeping it there. So mm-hmm. uh, strengthening the pelvic floor, um, h- holding everything tight in there, because we, then we don't want anything to go down, right? So I could use some strengthening first. of the pelvic floor now. <laughs> by the by, 
<laughs> so the, fir- the first later. 13 weeks is a lot about that. And then it gets into... Also, you can help with the symptoms of pregnancy. Like, I was oh. nauseous for the whole first trimester and yeah. a little oh, bit God, beyond. that sucked. And he, would, he did nausea things. Yep. Heart, God, I really heartburn. By. Heartburn. That's yeah, all that. One. He can help with I had headaches. all of those things. I was. Why didn't you tell me about any of this? I didn't know you. It's true. Also, it's I valid. hadn't gone through it yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then That's the, true. It's true. The real rewarding is, you know, they have the baby and then... You know, I'll go to their house or they'll come in and I get to do cranial sacral and like they're little five week old. Oh. It's love, cran- cranial sacral. It's so like. Well, it's I, like I, an egg so massage is I what it sounds like. Yeah. He's just like, oh, yeah. And that so is your kid like the most chill kid ever? Like, because you just can come in and work on him whenever. Well, uh, he sounds a little bit like your kids, your your firstborns. He's <laughs> yeah. he's highly sensitive. Let's just say, yeah. and he lets you know if anything's wrong. Yeah. And so it's. Uh, Does he do? Do you do acupuncture on him? I don't do or any I, of your work. I don't do. I do um, acu- acupressure. So okay. you know, like I just if he has knee problems, I'd rub his knee. He comes to me and goes, "Papa, pr- press the magic points." Like oh. so, I can get rid of I get rid of hiccups, really stomach Ooh. problems. You know, but I do it all with my hands. Sure. So they're just kids are the most resilient. You know, because they're just they want to yeah. be healthy. So yeah. it just yeah. it just takes a little tweaking. They're not going to sit there for a no. needle anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I can't just imagine. Oh my god, pressure. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> okay, so what? What specific advice or, I don't know, do you have for the LGBT community? Well, um, there's help out there, first of all. It's very useful for surrogates. That would be one su- suggestion that, I, that I, would, I would make, you know, because you're putting a lot of money. Meaning, yes. like, if, you, if yeah. you're hiring a surrogate, you would want to also pay for them to do acupuncture. I would, yeah, I'd recommend, it, recommend it. Because, first of all, the, statis- the yeah. statistics are going to go up 30%. Right. Um, you know, there's no guarantees, but if you're going to, I don't know what a surrogate, 50000 100000 more yeah. of it, yeah. You might as well just throw out, throw out the little you know, extra. $400 or $500. Get a little extra yeah. loan there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh and it's such a small percentage of what people are paying for because, I, I mean, it's true. some insurances pay for fertility. I don't, I don't know some. how many do IVF. Some some do IVF. Some well, do IVF do. and don't do IUI. Some do IUI yeah. and don't do IVF. And More do now than used to. Yep. But a lot of times it's like under gynecological care and then depending on what they, you know, maybe you get like one you know, yeah. like $10,000 for a lifetime, it's, they max yep. out pretty quickly. Yep. Yeah. So you're right. That does seem like an extra. So for, for surrogacy, you definitely recommend it. Absolutely. Any other advice? Yeah, just it's really about support. You know, like so, you know, what I provide or what I, you know, think is important is like just to ha- help them like go through the emotional roller coaster to s- support them with any questions. It's more than just needles. Like needles is such a small mm-hmm. percentage of what I do mm-hmm. and what I think all acupuncturists. To yes, totally. Whether that you come to me, every you know, it's just like every doctor is different, every acupuncturist. Different, but there's a ton of great acupuncturists in New York City. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, don't. Is there a know, way? I'm, is there a way to vet if someone were looking for someone like that's in a I don't know Iowa? Is there a way to vet your, or do you just trust that because they went through so much school, it'll probably be okay? You, uh, you I mean, know, like, I would, do you Yelp this? I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, yeah, you, yeah, I'm Yelped. You can like look at reviews about Yelping. There is a, um, a fertility organization um, that you can look up. You can just do acupuncture fertility, and then there'll be a list of people who specialize in fertility. Um, yeah, that's good to know. I think that's helpful. Yeah. It doesn't mean that those people 
are the best. I, th- I mean, you know, just it's, means it's, they're registered. It, it is registered. It's a qualification. I suppose you could also do like, you know, Yahoo group type things like the local local mm-hmm. baby groups and ask word of mouth. And, and right. I guess a lot of it is probably word of mouth. I mean, like I heard th- about you through my doctor. But yeah. interesting to note that you can also talk to maybe your RE, your reproductive endocrinologist. And they'll, they'll push it out. But, you know, like if you're struggling with endometriosis, I would look at, you know, bl- their blog posts, a lot of by acupuncturists that can help you with endometriosis. PCOS, I treat, I treat endometriosis, PCOS, those are, those are big ones. Mm-hmm. And those are really problematic with fertility. Some sure. require medical, yeah. like Western medicine, to mm-hmm. intervene. Fibroids, you know, there's a, there's a lot of various, hmm. you know, s- situations. But um, I also think fi- find the right person. You know, mm-hmm. don't just... It sounds like it's important to find the right fit. It is. Because it seems like it's you energy. two clearly have like an energy connection that <laughs> works. Jamie's coming over to your house later. I don't yeah. know if you know about that. Um, so but that, you but know, ask, ask a lot important. of questions. Yeah. And, and I, sh- like I shopped yeah. around before I met you. <laughs> you sure did. I yeah. sure did. I was all over the place. It's a weird places. <laughs> yeah, so go to Yelp. See how many stars, see what the yeah. views are. Yeah, it's like anything. But Well, thank you so much. Thank I mean, this you. was incredibly informative and just, I mean. Did you learn? Did I learned learn? so much. I really Good. did. But Good. also I just think like, it sounds to me like you not just provide um, medicine and, and help, but like. Like hope, mm-hmm. yeah, which I think is really important in this journey. Yeah, support. I got all you there with the you did the journey. You did. It's you beautiful. Got, you did. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It was. It was hope from it. Like every. I don't know. I feel like I went on Mondays a lot, and every Monday <laughs> it was like I have acupuncture today. Okay, that's good. We're gonna that's get good. through this week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. New York can seem lonely sometimes. Yeah. Many people. Yeah. As there is in the city, it can be very, very <laughs> lonely. Very, yeah. So, you know, acupuncturists can just help you mm-hmm. feel oh, like you're... It's holistic. You yeah. Well, thank you very much. And, be- and before you go, one more time, say the name of your uh, place and how people so, can get you. So I'm Magnus Wellness. My name is Daniel Fielder. I'm in Midtown, but so I'm right by the New York Public Library. So the Bryant Park stop and Bryant the park. Grand Central Park uh, stop. Um, so so I'm come f- see you and go to the park. That's yeah. what I would do. I would. I, that's what I would do. I walk through the that park sounds sometimes. Like a delightful if I didn't day. have to go straight somewhere, I just walk through the park. Don't tell Anne. <laughs> she just found out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. So, Robin, did you learn something? I learned a lot. Yeah, you did. I'm not gonna lie. I learned that in your brain, you know some big words. <laughs> Shut up, Robin. I'm sorry. Uh, I do have a lot of big words. They don't always come to me, especially post baby. Yeah, words don't don't. come to me that often either. And I'm a writer, so. Um, But yeah, you learned a lot, right? I I did. I did. And also, he was fantastic. He was delightful. And if you could see his cute little face, (laughs) he had an adorable little face. He's a great guy. Okay, Jamie, guess what? What? We also have some really passionate listeners who've started sending us. Feedback. Are you making fun of my accent? <laughs> no, not at I all. I almost said passionate. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we decided that we were going to do a listeners, a listener segment. The listener segment. Is that, that your announcer right? voice? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't all right. Well, good. Well, here is Kelly Osler. She had some thoughts on episode fifteen, which is the could same sex couples make babies without donors? And she's um a lot smarter about this than than we are. She is. Take a listen. Hi, Robin and Jamie. After listening to your episode, Could Same-Sex Couples Make Babies Without Donors, I have a few comments and a fair bit of science I wanted to share with you guys. First, I wanted to correct a comment that your guest made about the challenge in making a baby with two moms. At one point, she said you would need to make an XX cell into an XY sperm. Most human cells are diploid, meaning they have two copies of every chromosome. And yes, women are XX and men are XY, 
but eggs and sperm are haploid. They only have one copy of each chromosome. So all eggs are X, and sperm are half X and half Y. The XY chromosomes aren't really the issue to making a baby from same-sex couples. In the 80s, scientists made mouse embryos with the DNA from two female mice, and similarly from two male mice. The embryos from the two female mice appeared normal after implantation, but they failed to grow, whereas the embryos from the two male mice died soon after implantation and contained mostly just placenta. Soon after this, genomic imprinting was discovered. Everyone has two copies of every gene, and usually they're both on or both off. However, only one copy of imprinted genes are on, and that depends on if you inherit them from your mom or your dad. When you're developing and making all your eggs for future babies, all genomic imprinting gets wiped clean, and they all get marked as coming from a female. Similarly in men, when sperm's made, it's marked as being from a male. So the real hurdle to making a baby from same-sex parents is to figure out how to change the imprinted DNA. In 2004, scientists were able to produce live pups from only female mice. However, they had to do a lot of manipulation. They started with immature eggs that lacked the maternal imprinting and then removed a gene that's paternally imprinted or turned off. And then they had to overexpress a gene that's normally turned on from the paternal allele. They then fertilized an egg from another mouse, transferred it to a recipient, and ended up with two live pups, one of which grew to adulthood and was able to reproduce. So genomic imprinting is really the hurdle to making babies from same-sex parents. I apologize for all the science, but I just wanted to share it with you guys. I love your podcast and can't wait for the next episode. Oh, my God. Does she sound like a smart lady or what? Very smart. And I feel like she wrote that maybe in like two minutes. <laughs> that would have taken us a long time. Uh, yeah, well, I would have never written it, but... um. That's it's impressive. Well, and guys, if there's anything that you would like to say to us, please feel free to you can record a, a voice memo on your phone mm-hmm. and email us at ovariestalk at gmail.com because mm-hmm. we'd like to hear from you. And we like to hear your voice. We sure do. So you can hit us up on our social anytime you'd like. Social is always up there. So it, it, it never, it never that's goes the away. Beauty of social. It's always there. <laughs> or the annoying. I know. But anyway, uh, Twitter, Ovaries Talk. Uh, Instagram, ovaries underscore talk. And of course, we're on the Facebook, If These Ovaries Could Talk. Um, and, you know, reach out to us. Yeah. We like, like to, to hear, hear your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Eggs. Ovaries. Out. <laughs> <laughs>